G'day guys and girls and welcome to this week's edition of the Extended Bench Podcast. My name's Christian and as always on the other side of the desk is my mate Matt. Matt, how are you doing today buddy? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, it feels kind of weird that it's a regular It's a regular round, round review podcast. I'm, I'm not actually quite sure what, like, what's going on. <laughs> We've had to deal with the Festival of Footy which put us right off of our regular scheduled programming and of course... Last week, uh, you may have listened to our episode where we deep-dived into our top 21, under 21 years of age players for Keeper Leagues, which, I mean, I had a ball with. That was absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed that one. I always enjoy doing that podcast every year. It's um, so good. And some good discussion amongst our um, our home league afterwards as well, which was quite <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah, the WhatsApp chat kind of lit up after that podcast came out, which was interesting to hear. So I wonder how many trades are going to actually eventuate because people know exactly where we value some of these guys. But, you know, it comes with a job and we, we always have a good time talking keeper leagues. This week, though, we are going to get back into our regular scheduled programming. We're going to be looking game by game. Obviously, we will be skipping one over because as we record this, the final game of the round, which is Collingwood versus North Melbourne, is currently underway. Yes. So we might just have a quick check-in towards the end of the podcast, see what the scoring is I looking like. I can tell like. you right now, Maynard is smashing it. Is he really? Yeah. What's he on? Uh, so we are eight minutes into the second quarter. He's on 63. Shit. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep the uh, the language <laughs> down. He's absolutely smashing that it. That is incredible. 60, oh jeez, um, alright, we'll, uh, we'll move on. He had on. to bounce back after last round though, from yeah, then we had like a 30 or something. He's been doing pretty average, so uh, we'll get straight into the uh, the first game of the round, uh, we'll get to Collingwood and North Melbourne a little later, <coughs> but the first was Gold Coast versus Carlton, uh, Carlton absolutely smashed it in the end in what was a, a tight tussle for most of it, but mm. it just, this was an amusing game to watch, because it was like they were playing with a bar of soap. It was, and nobody Carlton could do picked, anything. They kicked like 18 behinds or something stupid. Stupid! It was ridiculous. Seven goals, eighteen. Oh my god! So they they looked a lot more on the ball from the get go in this game, but it was just the conditions and the fact that they couldn't kick straight. Yeah, exactly. And they had uh, what's this? Eight players score over ninety, which is good. just absolutely huge. It had Gibbons, Kerner, Paddy Cripps came up with a good game, which is great to see because he has been really. Just average this year, to be honest. For fantasy, he has just been super average. He will get you somewhere between 75 and 80 pretty much every week. Yep. He's gotten to the point where he's pretty much on my never again list in salary cap because I'm just not expecting him to ever escalate himself up. I don't think he... So he has a ceiling. When he has a good game, yeah, he has a very good game. Though. Exactly. He doesn't have a consistent high-scoring platform to go off of. All he's doing yeah. is he's getting you that average score of about 100 before Corona sort of scores. Um, may, maybe 95 I'd to 100. I'd say it's actually a little bit lower, yeah, to be honest. Not, let's say 95 to 100 pre-Corona. And then every once in a while, and when I say that, I mean probably once every five weeks... He's having a big game where he gets you a 120 or a 130 pre-corona score. So yeah. it's just not worth it, to it, be honest. He's, he's, never again is maybe a bit strong, but he's very similar in my mind to Bont's scoring patterns yeah. in that, that the ceiling's there, but there's also a, a fairly annoying basement and score. He might go on a tear for two or three weeks, just like the Bont yeah. does, but then he'll go straight back down plummeting to earth. So yeah. um, Cripps has been frustrating this year. Uh, we've talked about Sammy Walsh a little bit in last week's podcast and where we rated him from a keeper league point of view mm-hmm. and this guy again just keeps getting it done solid score this week with a 67 but it's the way he's playing which I love he's always in the guts and this is his second year we've got to remind ourselves as well so he's got a lot of room for growth I really like the way this kid's playing absolutely um, yeah couldn't agree more. anyone else that you really like the look of in this game Zach uh, Fisher's doing good yeah things. I was actually just br- trying to bring up to see how heavily he's owned in uh, Ultimate Footy Leagues because he's, he's, a, he's a draft guy yeah of course but, um, so 84% owned in Ultimate Footy Leagues um, and so I, both of us have been quite high on this guy for a long time from a keeper <laughs> perspective he's been our boy for so long that it's just hard to say anything bad against about him because but, we backed him in so hard. So he last year he played a lot of wing and midfield, scores were a bit up and down. This year he played round one, got injured, missed the next couple of months, came back in a couple of weeks ago, and he's now playing 
I think it's, is it almost the Zach Bailey type role where he's that really really high half yeah, forward? Yeah, I give who, him that. Who snags a couple of goals as well, and mm-hmm. it's that he's doing it really really well. He looks fantastic. So seventy eight, fifty, and eighty three in his last game, last three games back from injury. Wow. Um, and yeah, like I said, eighty four percent owned. So there's a few going to be a few leagues there where he's sitting on your waiver wire. Um, not a bad streamer, I wouldn't think. No, I, I think that's an absolutely brilliant option if possible. Um, so the, the other one which I might just quickly mention is Jack Martin has a good ceiling on him when he has a good game, and mm. it's generally sort of a downhill skiers game. So when Carlton are doing really well in a game, Jack Martin tends to do very, very well. Yeah, I haven't been paying that close attention to his scores, but I'd say he's not. I wouldn't say he's a downhill skier. Um, because he, again, plays quite a high half-forward type role. So he can get up and, and be a bit of a link player. He gets a fair bit of the ball, actually, for the role that he plays. He so. does. I mean, maybe that's a bit unfair saying he's a bit of a downhill skier. It's it's more just that uh, maybe that's reflected in the fact that, obviously, as a forward, he's going to have more opportunities to get more yeah. points when Carlton are winning games. So maybe that's unfair on a forward and more so yeah. for a midfielder's <clears throat> perspective. But, yeah, he, he does have a good ceiling on him from a draft perspective. Agreed. Um, someone else I just want to very quickly mention from a keeper perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I, definitely a stash. Going to be a little while before they're like a, a useful fantasy player. Tom DeConing? Yeah. yeah. Really he, liked what I saw from him. He, Tom DeConing, sorry. Yes, sorry. DeConing. Tom DeConing. His hands in such slippery conditions were really assured. Mm. And if they persist with him as a... Um, a ruckman or a forward ruckman and he keeps that ruck status moving forward over the next few years um, give him a couple of years time to sort of build into the role a little bit more and I see him being a very handy um, player for those leagues doing R2s absolutely and so he's owned by 27% in ultimate footy however that can be a little bit misleading because I Obviously, a lot of leagues out there on Ultimate Footy would be standard redraft leagues, year-to-year based. Mm. Obviously, he's not going to be owned in any of those. So you would suspect in almost every keeper league, he would already be owned. If he's not owned in your keeper league and you're running a deep one where you can afford to stash someone for a decent period of time, go out and grab him right now. He really looks good. Particularly if you're confident he's going to keep that rock status. Because as we've discovered in our home league, um, if you don't snap him up early... You never get hold of them. Exactly. Speaking of rocks, just quickly before we move on to Gold Coast, Mark Pitney. Oh my God, that the was, magic is yeah, over. Yeah, the magic is over. Get <laughs> rid of him for still, a while. If you still, or if you're still stuck with him due to various horrible, just I'd be horrible incidents over the festival of footy that forced you to keep him, like myself. I was just about to say, I'd be very surprised if anyone who's still actively playing salary oh, cap has him. I No, I played Sam Draper over him this week. I couldn't actually afford, with all the injuries and everything else coming up and suspensions, I couldn't actually afford to even trade him out this week, so I played Draper on the field over, That's a bit over sad. him. Um, so we'll move on to Gold Coast, but just a quick note, get rid of Pitney if you still want <laughs> um, I, I think it's pretty much just you. There's, he's 8% yeah. owned. I think the rest of them are ghost ships. Yeah, I would It's just that. you and the ghosts. Sweet. Sweet. That's a a cool group to hang out with, mate. Um, All right, so we'll get into Gold Coast. Jack Lacocious, we talked about him last week. Jeez, he looks good. Maybe we didn't rate him highly enough. What a player. Maybe we didn't rate him highly enough. I forget where he was on our list. Have have a little bit of a look back, because he was absolutely brilliant in this. They wanted to get the ball into his hands at all costs. Um, And the same can be said for Bose as well. They're really looking to move the ball through those two guys out of defence at the moment. Oh, yeah, we had Lukosius at 10. Yeah, That's maybe not doing him enough justice. That's pretty high, but, I mean, there's some other guys who maybe could could slide out. We had Zach Bailey ahead of him, so... Oh, I do like some Zach Bailey. I'd definitely switch those two at the very least. but I do like some Zach Bailey, to be fair. He, He doesn't look like he's losing forward status, Bailey. But yeah, look, you, I agree. Um, they definitely want to get the ball in Lukosius's hands. Um, and yeah, I really like like watching him play off halfback. Yeah. Uh, good to see some solid scoring from Gold Coast despite the loss as well. There were some guys in around about the 70s, which was, which is okay for a loss that big from fantasy. Like, uh, if Greenwood's getting you 72, you're okay with that. Not super happy, but mm. it's, it's decent enough. Um, I like that Ben Ainsworth bounced back uh, as well um, for draft league owners and keeper league owners like myself with a 62, which is much better than his run of mid-30s over the past two weeks, <laughs> Yes, which has been pissing me right off, but we, we move on. And Sam Flanders shows a little bit too. He's I didn't see a lot of him, so... He, he, has, he has a good attack on the ball, which I really like. 
And once again, he's one of those guys like Zach Bailey, who because of the structure and the team they've already got at Gold Coast... It would take him a little while. Yeah, but also you would suspect that he probably keeps forward status. Oh yeah, I I would agree with that. So what did he get? 41? Yeah, six touches. Mm, Not bad for six touches. He has a good attack on the ball. This is purely from a keeper league point of view as well. Oh yeah, of course. Of course. Um, All right, we'll move on to the next game of the round, which was Melbourne versus the Bulldogs. Uh, This was an anti-climax in the end. I thought this was going to be a really tight game. I I had hopes that this was going to be a really good game. And and once again, we got got sucked in by the demons, as they do from time to time. Yes. Um, But going into the Bulldogs... Uh, the big scorers there are all the usual suspects. Jack McRae bounced back from a, a poor score by his standards last week with 104. A lot of people would have taken the VC score this week in salary cap with him. <coughs> yep. Um, the Bont has another 100 to his name. He, this streak he's, is he's going in on. his hot streak at the moment. Oh, and this is some hot streak, I swear. And just the weirdest thing is teams aren't caring. Despite the fact that he's carving them up, opposition teams aren't putting the hard tag on him. And we've just entered Christian's Christian's Tag tag of the Week. (laughs) I mean, well, it's coming at some point. I I would assume that at some point a coach is going to realise he's one of the best, if not in top flight, the best player in the competition. Um, Maybe we should stick someone on him for the whole game to make sure that he doesn't get 25 and keep him to closer to 15 touches. Um, So Lockie Hunter. Lockie Hunter has been incredible when he's been on field this year. I mean, we all know the issues he's gone through, um, or the issues he's put himself through, realistically. But when he's been on the park, they love getting the ball into this guy's hands, and he is great for fantasy footy. So if you're a draft owner who held on, or someone who traded him for peanuts after the issues and now is reaping the rewards, just pat on the back. Absolutely, yeah. No, he's, um, he's, I agree. Mm-hmm. He's good when he's on the field. Yeah. Um, we all know everyone else. So uh, Bailey Williams has been solid all year. Dunkley. I just want to bring your attention to Bailey Williams. Yeah. Now, not a salary cap guy, and he's 92% owned in Ultimate Footy, so he's gone. But I he just is. want to do a little shout-out for the fact that his last five weeks have gone 75, 79, 80, 90, and 84. Mm-hmm. That's And under the radar, too. That's it's, He's been very... He's been on that sort of... Not quite the the higher end of the the defenders for the past month and a half or so, but he's just under that tier with the scoring that he's, he's putting been up. Really, really solid, and I reckon most people wouldn't have realised. No, there's someone else who I'm going to bring up who I would consider in maybe just a bracket below that, but still scoring much better than you would expect. I, I just want to one one final thing before we move on from uh, Bailey Williams. Dare I say that the Bailey Watch, it's back. The Bailey Watch might be back. I mean, Bailey Smith again. We've. We talked about him a, a month and a half ago or so, possibly not being in the top six forwards at the end of the year for salary cap. I he think looks, he hurt us. He looks like an absolute gun again. So he just went through a form dip. He's in his second yep. year. That could be expected. And now he's back on the way up with a 76. Very good score as a forward. I'm very comfortable, yep. obviously, leaving him in there until the end now. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you've still got him, then you absolutely hang on to him. But yeah, between Bailey Smith, Bailey Williams, Zach Bailey... Um, that's probably about it. But yep. the Bailey Watch is back. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, a long couple of years. Timmy Time as well. It's It was not Timmy Time in this game. 33 from him. He was used up forward a lot more. Dunkley was actually the uh, number one rusher <laughs> technically. Are you all I'm, right? I'm, I'm, no, I'm just waiting for you as Commissioner of our Home Keeper League to award him ruck status. For You're not you. getting ruck status for Josh Dunkley. It's, it's not Commissioner's happening. discretion. He <laughs> attended the most ruck contests. He attended... What, 32 rock contests? Is that yep, right? About yep. 32? He got one hit out. I mean, no, you, you can't penalise someone just for being a bad ruckman. If they're attending the most ruck contests, they're a ruckman. Well, I'm very interested to see That's how... like saying, oh, I've come up against um, Grundy, Gorn and Goldie in three consecutive weeks and I haven't won any ruck contests. I'm no longer a ruckman. No, you just got outplayed. <laughs> or Zach Dawson back in the day not being classed as a defender because he was just so bad at exactly. being a defender. He was still a defender. He just wasn't very good. <laughs> Except um, for those one games every two months where he was amazing. So, it, it's Anyway, we digress. It, no, it's interesting for next year with Josh Berkeley <coughs> because Josh, realistically, if this keeps going for the rest of the year and Bevo keeps playing him you this way... You could make the argument. Well, if ultimate... Oh, not ultimate footy. If champion data judge status is based on where they start and what positions they play... 
Dunkley will be a Ruckman next year if this keeps going. And <laughs> I, that is stupid. I want Bevo to do it just for the lols for oh next year. Oh, God, Bevo. It's, <laughs> be amazing. it's incredible. I mean, realistically, if you come and get up against a half-decent team and Melbourne at the moment, I mean, when they're not on their game, are not a half-decent team. Very hard, um, yeah. They, yeah, they're going to get smashed with Dunkley in the Ruck. I mean, Nick Nat, Grundy, Goldie, those sorts of guys, or Gorn if he's actually playing, would just dominate. So... It'll be interesting to see if it goes the whole year. All right, we'll go to Melbourne. Um, Jack Viney, great score from him. Clayton Oliver. Angus Brayshaw is the one that I'm really happy with. So I know it'll piss you off to no end because you traded him out in a keeper league after holding him for two years. No comment. I'm just going to look out the window at the sunset. That's a good idea, my friend. Do your thing. (laughs) But Angus Brayshaw, a lot of people traded in this week because he was priced around about 550. I know I did it myself. And I'm very happy with that score, considering his break-even was 16. Did you trade him in in salary cap? No, I had uh, a couple of other guys who I needed to replace, so I wasn't able to get it done. Ah, he, you... he was in there, and then I had to switch it out to something he'll, else. He'll be low 600s this week, so <coughs> still with a very low break-even. If I you... can make the money to do it, I'm planning to this week. Mm, it's a good idea. I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, Petrarca keeps trucking along as well with 73 as a forward. Mm, very happy with that. that. Very nice. You, you know what I'm doing. Um, all right, so Braden Pruce is an interesting talking point. He's actually pre- he was dominant in the first. He's a half. good ruckman. He is a good ruckman. No, yeah, not great. He's a solid ruckman. He's a good ruckman. He do, he would be worthy of the number one ruck spot on a number of other teams around the league. I would yes. suggest, if not at least vying for it, someone like a. a Geelong, for example. Geelong and GWS are the two obvious oh, ones, oh, oh. I think. I, again, we, we go back to that decision for him to go to Melbourne when Gorn was still there and like in his mid-twenties. It was the stupidest decision makes, of all time. Yeah, it didn't make sense at the time. In hindsight, it makes even less sense. Yeah, so, but, um, yeah I think he's, got, he's had an opportunity to do a really good audition mm-hmm. for next year. Um, I think word is that Gorn's back this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Which means he'll be dropped. He'll be dropped. So but it'll it's be, been good while it's lasted. Yeah, and it's it'll be very interesting to see. Obviously, if you're a, a draft coach, keep Bruce if you've got Gorn, just to handcuff them in case of injury. Absolutely. Um, and absolutely, if you didn't have the Bruce handcuff, whoever did pick him up is probably going to drop him this week when Gorn comes back. Grab him, so yeah. grab him off the bench just to handcuff him with your Gorn. Um, is there anyone else you wanted to point out, or should we move on to the next game? I think we can probably move on. All right, so Port versus the Hawks. Um, this this was a little bit of a closer game, but Port got the chocolates in the end in Tom Rockliffe's 200th game. The uh, the mm. oh, just absolute champion that he is. Um, Boak and Rocky both getting over 100 was just amazing to watch. Um, Tom Mitchell on the other side as well getting 108 was is just fantastic. It's I love seeing those high scoring fantasy games. Mm. Um, Carl Amon, we've mentioned him in the podcast before. He's having a great he's, year. He's having a very good year. I would suggest in keeper leagues that he's absolutely gone, but if he's not, he's worth a bit of a look. But by this point, he's well Surely, gone. because he's just been that good. Um, Brad Ebert comes back with a 77 after a little bit of a layoff with injury. That was, I mean, he is a forward in salary caps. Would uh, If you're looking for a, a real you know, uh, point of difference... In the forward line, say you're coming into fantasy finals and pretty much everyone has the same forward lineup, you're looking for a bit of a shake-up, would you consider Brad Ebert as a possibility? We no. know he can go big. No, I wouldn't, nope. because I think that there's actually a lot of forward options. I don't think everyone's going to have the same players. There are a fair few, aren't there? So I mean, off the top of, off the top of my head, you've got... Um, Bailey Smith has bounced back. You've got yep. Petrarca, who's been good all year. Correct. You've got Simkin, who was bad for a little bit, but he's good again mm-hmm. now. You've got um, Sidebottom gained forward status, but he's going to go home now from the hub. So, so Sidebottom's out, so Sidebottom's we, won't, out. we won't include him in the count um, Zorko got forward status Zorko. just this week. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got Jeez, uh, Dusty Martin. There? Dusty, of course. You've got Hugh Greenwood. Yep. Um, you've got An- Andy Brayshaw. Yep. You've got Lockie Whitfield. Um, that's eight right there. So someone's I'm not taking Ebert over any one of yeah, those. Yeah, I, I agree. Absolutely, 100%. If the forward line is the one place that, from the beginning of the year, where we were really worried, we're actually spoiled for choice And there's, there's even David Swallow, who you could throw into that mix as well, who has been very good this year. So True. That's, Again, that's, I wouldn't take him over any of those other guys. But Probably, I mean, right, I don't know. I might take... David Swallow might be on the same tier as maybe a Jai Simkin. Um, it and feels it, dirty, though. Yeah, it does. But David Swallow's been very solid he this year. He has been very solid. Like, I, he's, I'll give you that. For, for a midfielder... Um, He's been doing, you know, pretty average. But considering that forward status... 
So what's the most, the more left field option from a fantasy perspective? Having a North player in Simpkin or having David Swallow in your salary cap well, side? You could have David Swallow and Greenwood. So you could have two Gold Coast players in the forward line. Yeah, no, 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 no. But Greenwood was hyped preseason. <laughs> We're talking David Swallow here. Um, honestly, probably David Swallow is the dirtier option. I just don't like the idea. <laughs> no disrespect to the no, players at all. They're not. great players, but, but they're just not your go-to fantasy options. If, if you told me that Jai Simpkin... <laughs> and David Swallow would be in the potential top six at the end of the if year. If you told me any North player was in the potential top six. <laughs> With the exception of maybe... Actually, even Goldie, because I would have just said Grundy and Gorn right there, done. Yeah. But Goldie's been dominating this year. Um, okay, right, we digress. Some of the other Who's next? players. Um, I've been impressed with Boyd Woodcock's just ability to to sort of drag along some decent scores. He scored, mm. a, scored a 60 last week. He scored a 51 this week. He's gradually going up in price, but it's not even that gradual. He's actually going up quite quickly, so you can afford to maybe get rid of him next week or something like that because he'll have made enough coin to upgrade one of your, probably your last rookie-priced player on the field. A lot of people this week and next week will be down to that last rookie-priced player and needs one of their, you know, lucky fattened, bastards. Yeah, that fattened cash cow to. Uh, Boyd Woodcock point. is still negative break even. He is, yeah, Next absolutely. Six. So, geez, I don't think you're even getting rid of him. You're just shifting him to your bench. Well, the thing is, there's a lot of, there's not a lot of rookie price players that some people will still have who are fattened up yet. So you're looking at a lot of those guys who have played maybe one, two games that people have bought in as downgrades. True. And they haven't fattened up anywhere near as much as Boyd Woodcock will have by next True. week. True, but I'll, you just play the break-evens. If Boy, if Woodcock's got the lower break-even, which at the moment, next six, mm-hmm. he's probably going to be lower than a lot of those other guys, then true. I would move the other guys on. Well, I mean, or throw them in the utility spot. Yeah, true. That's that, that's a good point. Um, all right, so uh, that's really all I want to sort of highlight <coughs> from a port point of view. Uh, Hawthorne? Uh, we mentioned Tom Mitchell before. He's dominating again. He just looks in beast mode. Uh, we've got James Warple, who just Another is beast. very, very good. Um, All right, so um, the Sicily replacements, Scrimshaw and Day were the ones we were expecting mm-hmm. to have a bit of a bounce. Doesn't really look like it happened. Uh, I mean, they, they, a little both, bit. they both scored solidly. I yeah. mean, Will Day, a 58 from a rookie is fantastic. And Scrimshaw... True. He, he was playing the role, it's just he, he didn't quite get a lot of the ball. They really did spread it around back there when they had the opportunity. Um, so it went into Scrimshaw's hands, Will Day's hands. Um, you know, James Cousins was back there every now and then as well. Mm-hmm. So that and, and even Burgoyne actually ran through the back, back line, or off the half back line. So it was a bit. genuine spreading of the it, load amongst It was, the yeah. So, uh, and yeah, I mean, realistically, you're, you're going to notice that. I don't think necessarily there's going to be one guy slotting straight into the spot. If there was, it's probably more scrimshaw out of all of them. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And he he's a good user, so they would want to be getting the ball yeah, for him. Absolutely, he is. Um, okay, we'll, we'll move on to the next game. There's not too much. I mean, I, I could talk about Chad Wingard, but he's just. I was just looking at his name and getting annoyed. Oh, so. God. He's someone that we really hyped up as being a potential top six forward at the end of the year. And he. In our defense he was playing mid he was playing proper mid time when we did that and i'm still stuck with him in my salary cap team yeah i think i am as well actually with him and it's just hot because you have to get rid of your rookies first at this point i can't afford the luxury trade to bring him up to someone amazing because i've got guys uh like someone on my field who's scoring between 30 and 40 at this point i'd have better luck just throwing a dartboard at a at a just a dart at a board full of faces. It would probably be better than me making informed choices, I think. All right, so we'll go move on to the next game, which was Dreamtime up north. So this was a, this was an awesome game, honestly. This mm. was a really good one. Loved the atmosphere of the game as well. It was well. really it was good, really wasn't good. it? Yeah. Um, I, very interesting arguments about moving uh, the game up there, the, yeah. the Dreamtime game. I, I can't say that I personally agree with that. I think 90,000 of the Gs... I think is... from a revenue perspective and a spectacle perspective, I can't see Dreamtime at the G moving up there, but I can definitely see them playing more games up there I mean, over I'd, that weekend. I'd love either a Thursday night or a Friday night game, whichever game opens the round. The round Agreed. Open Indigenous round, up north in Darwin. You yeah. don't have to have Essendon and Richmond. I don't see why they have Monopoly over it. Like, yeah, yeah, West Coast has a very big following up there. Port Adelaide and Adelaide have very Adelaide big followings does, yeah. up there. Um, you know, maybe get one of those teams or, or try and start like a bit of a, an actual rivalry for the Indigenous game. 
up north and get and get regular te- a regular two teams. I tell you what, up. for as long as Eddie Betts hangs around, just send Carlton up oh, there. Oh bloody hell, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that would be great. Every to time see. he went near the ball, the crowd went nuts. It oh, was amazing. Why wouldn't they? Um, so uh, look. Essendon, Richmond, uh, Essendon unfortunately couldn't get there in the end. Richmond had all the chances, though. Really, they should have won by a little bit more with 10 goals, 13. Just 10, 13 to 10, one. But Dusty, <laughs> Dusty turned in a really good game, a really good fantasy game. He's a big game player. He is. Um, Shy Bolton's the one. I mean, we, we mentioned him before. He has been so good this year. Shy Bolton has been... Let me, let me just bring up some stats here for you so you can, uh, you can have a quick look. But, all right, Shy Bolton... So he's got an average of 72.4 this year as a forward, which for draft owners would be absolutely outstanding. He's gone, uh, he's had, oh, let's see, five scores above 75 this year. Uh, he's had some average scores as well, but he's never gone under 54. So he's when he has been a little bit poorer, it's still solid enough for draft owners, especially in deeper leagues. But yeah. he's, he's just trucked along with a few of those high 60s, low 80s, and even some mid-70s scores as well. I've just been a big fan of what he's done this year. Uh, averaging 72.4 is outstanding. Yeah, I... Especially for someone that you probably got off the waiver wire one or two rounds in. <laughs> Agreed. I don't think he would have been drafted in too, that's, too many leagues. That's the key thing, the value that you got from that waiver wire pickup. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, he's been really, really good. And I... Definitely am surprised by this. I had him pegged as just a small forward, um, just one of that rotation of small forwards through Richmond's side. But he's playing some bo- some midfield minutes. He's winning the ball. He's and he looks good with it as well. Yeah. So it'll continue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so uh, some of the other guys there. Kane Lambert's been quite solid as well. Marlon Pickett. Uh, uh, where, I beg to was... differ. Lambert's been pretty average for a while. This is this was just a good game by him. Interesting. Okay, I. I would actually beg to differ with that. Bring up the stats for me, because I, I think you'll find not long ago he went on a run of ninety uh, plus scores. Um, Maybe and, I'm and just a bit annoyed because he's, he's, he's screwed me a couple of weeks in a row <laughs> in, he, uh, he in he our redraft had, league. He might have had one or two down down weeks as well. So he's averaged sixty three point three for the year, and he's gone. Uh, so his last give, give me his last five. Um, 59, yep. 49, mm-hmm. 38, Ouch. 84, 78. Ouch. All right. And even before that, the two games before that were 68 and 60. Why do I think... For some he reason... had it back-to-back hundreds before that. Ah, but that was, that's what, sorry, that that's was around 5 and 6. Yeah, that's, uh, that's much... Uh, much further ago because I do you think, retract your big to differ? I do, I do retract that. Thank you. Um, I because I do remember thinking about trading him into my salary <coughs> because he was so cheap. Um, while he was on that tier of hundreds, thought the better of it, and it turns out it was for a good reason. But looks at those yes. numbers. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, Marlon Pickett just uh, where was this score when he was back you know, to back seventies? Yeah, at the very start of the I year know. would have been nice. I reckon just, everyone's gotten rid of him by now. Oh, I, I imagine most people would have. Um, anyone else you want to bring up from uh, from Richmond there? Basha Hawley, not the best game back from first a first game back it'll take him a little bit to yeah. to get back to things um, we, expect, we expected that realistically I'm uh, yeah not really Cochin 51 was quite underwhelming mm. um, that's about it really no we'll go go to Essendon Zach Merritt we know what he does every week um, Devin Smith has a good game every now and then as well the one that really impressed me was Sam Draper yeah, talk about those Ruckman that you need to snatch up early. Oh, he he looks very good. Absolutely. So Sam Draper, uh, the really handy thing is you can leave him in your side on, on the bench in your Ruck line uh, for salary cap leagues until you're ready to make that last upgrade and then cash him out for it doesn't matter really if you've got the your top two Ruckman already sorted. Just cash just him out, make a couple of hundred k when you can, and then upgrade somebody else. It, it it's absolutely beautiful the position he's put us yeah. in. So really I, I tell good. you what, I can see why. Who was it last year that offered him like a four year deal before it was even it North debuted? North Melbourne. I think it, it might have yeah. been. I can see why they did it now. Was it North? I can't. I can't actually remember. Ma- who, ma- but maybe not at the, the amount that it was reported they were offering yeah, him. I but guarantee you can they definitely, were offering that. You can definitely see the the talent there that oh, drew their attention. He's a very very good player, and he's going. <clears> it, yeah, it just looks like he's going to be a gun ruckman if he can get keep his body right. Uh, if yeah. hopefully you know, fingers crossed that there's no uh, repetition of any of those injuries. 
Um, he's he's just going to be a gun. He already looks like a bull. Um, all right, we'll uh, uh, some down games from some of them. And McGrath and Shield, those came at really bad times for for draft coaches, especially, um, and even salary cap coaches uh, with uh, with Andy McGrath. A lot of uh, people still carrying him. Yep, hands I'm up one of you. them. <laughs> I'm one of them. Um, but yeah, that, that's just unfortunate. So we'll move on to the next game, yeah. uh, Frio Sydney. Um, I mean, this was a, a smashing in the end. Uh, yes, since, it was. Yeah, Sydney just haven't looked too often like being able to put a somewhat decent score on the park this year. No, I mean, they haven't really had much of a forward line for um, a f- pretty much the entire year now. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's it's unfortunate. They're, they're a rebuilding team. They're, they're rebuilding. Absolutely. They've got some really good youth yeah. in there. Um, so it'll take <clears> some <throat> years, but, you know, hopefully they've got a good good core there. But we'll... Get back, getting back to the fantasy, Andy Brayshaw. I, we both had him ranked at number one for top, our top twenty-one under twenty-one uh, yep. keeper players yep. last at, week. At, and I should have stressed this more last week. At this point in time, we've got him at number one. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't get me wrong. I love Matty Rowell. Yeah. But I, and I would have had Matty Rowell ranked above him even at this time. If he hadn't have done the shoulder, that's not a great injury. Well, that's, to do that's what I'm saying, though. Career. It's at this point yeah. in time where they were. Correct, yeah. So we did have some questions about that. Mm-hmm. But it was at, at this point in time, if you want them to play now, that's where we saw them. Yeah, and Andy Brayshaw is an absolute fantasy gun. He's, when he's yeah. played in the right role, which he has been ever since that, um, that injury to Fife, um, <coughs> it's, he's just been an absolute demon in the middle. Uh, yeah. Lucky Schultz. Just Where the hell did this come from? Oh, it's a small forwards game. Every once in a while, a small forward will bob up and have an amazing game. Um, it's like the bloody uh, Mark Lacroix, sort of not quite the level, but um, when he kicked those 12 goals <laughs> against Essendon, he's not doing that every week. Um, so Luke Ryan's just been solid gold down back all year. He really has. He's not quite... I don't have a good feeling about it in salary cap like some people have talked about bringing him in in salary cap leagues because he has scored very very well but there's just something about a key back that I'm not the the thing is though he's playing key back but he's not a key back no he's 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 a third tall he's an intercept defender he just happens to be playing as in one of those key posts because Frio's got no one else of the right height to do it but he's still playing as an intercept player what's he priced at? Um, sorry, I stopped to to school you, so I didn't uh, actually search for his name. Um, yeah, you are right. He's definitely he's that third up intercepting player in the best conditions when they actually have a key back playing. So he's six hundred and eighty two thousand. Mm, so he's he's pretty pricey. He is. For, he for one two three four five. He hasn't gone under eighty three for six weeks. Wow. That is really good. That is really good. So basically, yeah. in the old scoring, he hasn't gone under basically 105 in the past six weeks, yeah. which is incredible. So maybe he's, not, maybe he's not too pricey. Maybe he's like he's at a good medium price for what he is. Not the worst option going around. What was his break-even? It was 66. Yeah, so well, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to go be a stepping stone if you're getting Luke Ryan in at this stage mm. um, you're getting him in thinking that he's going to keep going on this run yeah uh, and to finish up the, off the year he's got Giants Richmond and then Melbourne North and Bullies yeah I can see Melbourne North and Bullies all being quite good scoring games for mm-hmm. him yeah I, I agree I, I can definitely see that um, so Bullies would be the interesting one seeing how he goes with Aaron Norton because Norton's just good enough at those contested marks that Maybe his drop-off intercept style might not be... No, they'll play Brennan Cox on Norton. That's true, And they then they'll Brennan play Cox. him on Bruce yeah. if he's still on the team. And, and then, Bruce couldn't catch a cold at the moment. Now, Luke Ryan will absolutely dominate Bruce. Uh, Mickey Walters, decent game for, uh, coming back for him. He'll improve on that. Uh, Caleb Sarong again. Just... I, see, I think while Walters has been out injured, mm. Sarong... Brayshaw and Chera have stepped up enough that Walters actually can play as a forward now. He doesn't yeah. have to play the bulk midfield minutes he was before. So I think we've got to reassess and um, reframe our expectations of his scoring. Which is not good news for fantasy coaches at all. No, it's not. Um, moving on to Sydney. Uh, Jake Lloyd does what Jake Lloyd does. I mean, everyone's expecting this every week now, basically. Um, 102 from him is, is, is a gun. Pretty much. We move on. Uh, Robottom. We talked about him in the podcast last week. We like Robottom. We like um, him a lot. He, he just has a, 
a really hard running, you know, style of play where he's also like in and under contested as well. He's yeah. got that good balanced. What, style. Well, I think we we sort of anointed him as um, Kennedy's successor in this team. Yeah, yeah, close. Yeah. What I liked is he put up this score with Kennedy back mm-hmm. in the team. Yeah. Granted, Kennedy would have been eased back into it uh, with probably li- with some limited minutes, but. Um, still put up the 79 with Kennedy and Parker both in the side. Yeah. I like that a lot. 100%. Um, uh, the the one just to touch on quickly, uh, Jackson Thurlow, a lot of people brought him in this week um, as that defensive downgrade option. I brought him in this week too, I know. But he at least, he had such a low break even as well. He's still going to make cash. He was definitely a stepping stone move. He's never He was never going to average 80 or... 80 plus for the rest of the year. It's just not what he's going to do. True. So ride him out for two weeks and then trade him out once all of your rookies are upgraded. That's that's my advice. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. that what he, is he priced at? 550. And his break even, I think, was. Is it four? Uh, well, that weren't have upgraded. So that was. Um, he was priced at that at the start of this round. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. He'll go so off. that's why I'm checking what his break yeah. even was. Um, so yeah, he will bounce up probably. High 500s, so you're looking at maybe a hundred grand if you wanted to move him to Luke Ryan. Luke Ryan, interesting. That's an interesting move, actually. I quite like that. Um, bit different. So, or well, something to give you a little bit of point of difference, which is important heading into fantasy finals sometimes. Um, okay, there's not really too much else to talk about from the Sydney side. Maybe a couple of the rookies in uh, Wicks. Wicks was solid, foot not great for him. I think he, mm. if, it, if anyone, he's probably in the gun to be dropped this week because yeah. um, he just went missing for most of this game. I wonder if we'll ever see McInerney again. No, probably not. Um, I, honestly, I thought McInerney might have had the best uh, job security of a lot of those uh, midfielder rookies that we had because Sydney just really are that bad and that young. That bad is probably not the right word. That young in their team, so they could have afforded to blood him a little bit more, and he's just gone missing. Yes, he has. All right. Uh, anyone else um, spot, or should we move on to the next nah, game? No, move on. All right, so next one up was the Sunday morning game between Adelaide and Geelong. Uh, really, Geelong only got that lead out in the last, like, seven or eight minutes of the game. Adelaide kept it competitive for That's most of it. Good to see them taking some steps and progressing, yep. because I, we've... We've dubbed a lot of shit on them this year. Oh, absolutely we have. But it realistically, in the end, it still ended up being almost a double uh, point sort of score to uh, to Geelong yeah. here. Um, Cam Guthrie ha- is just really <coughs> odd this year. Cam Guthrie has had some blinding games this year. Yeah, I'm just going to have a look at his numbers. I think you'll find that from... Oh, his average I don't think is particularly... No, no, what I'm going to say is I think you'll find that from about round six or seven, it's like he flicked a switch and... And became um, amazing at fantasy. <laughs> and before so that, it was like he actually forgot to go on the field. No, he's uh, he's had some really really big scores, and I know because in a, in one of our keeper leagues, um, the uh, the podcasters keeper league actually with some of the boys from the Draft Doctors um, OTLS as well. Um, we <laughs> I, I had him just as one of my last pickup guys. And he's played on the field every week and actually won me a lot of matches this year. Yeah. So it was round four that he had the first good game. Mm. Well, 106. And then since then, he's dropped one, two games under 86. Jesus. Since round four. <laughs> That's insane. And I think around round five or so, I was like, should I put a wave a bit on, on Guthrie? Nah, <laughs> this will be a flash in the pan. <laughs> Yeah, and it hasn't been a flash in the pan. It's been awesome. Uh, Jack Stephen, great week for him, but that's not happening. And he's got Sydney in the grand final week, round 18. Oh, so he's going to smash it. Wow. That's that's not great, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mitch Duncan uh, kicked, had uh, I think it was close to 24 points in the last four minutes of the game. He kicked two goals. It was the ultimate jump time performance. It was incredible. Um, which really rewarded a lot of people who just uh, plug and played him as captain this week, um, mm. considering that they were playing against Adelaide. Um, and just, look, the regular solid scores to Menegola, Dangerfield, Tom Stewart was very good as well. Uh, Hawkins, I probably pegged him in for a monster game this week. Mm. Uh, but Hardigan actually did a really good job on him. Kicked three goals, three for 73. If he's a bit more accurate there, he's um, probably turning up. Yeah, I... T- 
a lot of those misses were from either like snapshots or um, really difficult angles. He didn't he didn't miss any set shots that were you know less than forty five degrees. Basically, he did exactly what he should uh, and what the averages would say. So it's like honestly, you know, you know who I had pegged in for a, a good game this week, who, who I brought in off the waivers, who Gary Rowan. <laughs> yeah, put lot, up a 20 a lot of people had that and because he's the guy that sort of just gets off the leash yep. when he is a bit of a downhill skier in terms of his scoring yeah I'll, I'll back that in mm-hmm. so this was this game I was like oh yeah he's going to get off the leash he's going to kick a few goals they're not going to be able to contain him no he's the one guy that didn't do well <laughs> I don't know how you ended up getting the one dude who ended up doing terribly, but, mate, it's a good effort in the end. Yeah. Um, all right, so some of the other players. Uh, look, I, I think we might move on from Geelong because we all knew it was going to be a very solid performance yeah. from all, them. All the usual suspects did well. Exactly. Uh, Matt Crouch, 122 on uh, the Adelaide side of things. Rory Laird was... A, so he was played back in the midfield. We said last week, look... He's still playing the role. He didn't quite get the chocolates last week, mm-hmm. but this week he absolutely did. He was everywhere. Yep. And he was played at a lot of centre bounces. Yeah, 28 touches. I like seven tackles. And that's what really propelled Crouch as well, 14 tackles. That's huge. Mm, no, that, that was absolutely massive. Um, so was there anyone else that really caught your, your eye there? I mean, we know what Ro- Riley O'Brien brings every single week. For, for me, at the moment, Adelaide is mainly about keepers and the future to sort of see what rookies you think are worth investing in and stashing and seeing what they can do over the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, yeah, it's I, I'm keeping a keen eye on Schoenberg. I'm keeping a, a less keen eye, but still an eye on for Holke to see if he can turn into anything. Scholl's had a couple of good games. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know any of them particularly impressed in this game, but they're the ones that are kind of on my watch list at the moment. Yeah, good point. No, well, well, we'll move on from Adelaide, but yeah, it's all about the watch, wait and see sort of uh, scenario with the, with the Crows. Um, the next game of the round was probably one of the best games of the round, to be honest, with uh, the Brisbane Lions and Saints uh, matching up. Uh, Lions got the win by two points in the end, but were super. Their goal kicking is the worst goal kicking in the league at the moment. Yeah, it's um, it's a bit worrying for their premiership credentials, as yeah. as all the, the experts are saying at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying anything new there. Everybody knows it, but it's honestly, I. I don't watch a lot of Brisbane Lions games because uh, when I do get the opportunity to watch, I'd, I'd be watching one of the you know the WA teams or. Um, but Brisbane is just the one time I sat it's down the, to watch. Them. It's the one thing that's really letting them down is the fact that they can't seem to get it through the big sticks. Oh, it's just I mean, what's it? Eric Hipwood kicked zero goals, three behinds, and had realistically about five or six shots on goal. Yeah, or, there's. Uh, it's, there's some consistent guys who do it every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, Hipwood's in bad form. The Cluggage can't hit the goals at the moment. Zorko's missed a few lately. Rayner's missed a few lately. Charlie Cameron's not in good form. Yeah. Neil's been really hit and miss all year. Yeah. Didn't they, have a shot in this one. But. They rely on their midfielders to sort of um, get those goals on the run quite a lot. Like <coughs> Jared Ber- Berry, Zach Bailey, Zorko, when he does kick accurately on the run. Um, and Neil when he's on the run as well. So it's, it's just really rough there at the minute. But... I digress from a fantasy point of view. Dane Zorko was fantastic as the newly anointed forward. Yeah. Um, 81, he was the, the high scorer for Brisbane. Looked, Brilliant. Looked great. Um, as Derek, I think I say every week, I'm always concerned about his lower legs, mm-hmm. but he just keeps getting the job done at the exactly. moment. Um, Jared Berry was fantastic for draft owners. The disappointment would have been Lockie Neal. And I say disappointment given that he's got a 71, which is a solid score. Mm. But it's not what we expect from Lockie Neal. We're expecting 50 extra points from him. Yeah, so I missed this game as well. I'm, so I don't know if he got tagged or what uh, there, it was. There was a little bit of you know steel playing off of him every now and then. Um, I didn't notice a hard tag. I think it was a good team effort by St Kilda. But the, the one interesting stat was, uh, I think I heard that... He didn't get a clearance first, first time since time, 2015 yeah, or something like first that. First time in five years he hadn't had a single clearance. That's insane. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of crazy. It, I, I think they've got the bye this week, this round as well. So maybe he just needed a bit of a break. And I reckon come round 14 or whatever it is, round 15. You've got the stats there. What clock are Neil averaging? Um, give me a second to bring it up. 
because uh, obviously with the buy round this week, I'm sure that everyone will be thinking about the possibility of just auto chucking captain. auto captain because you know if he's, I, I'm pretty sure he's averaging close to 105, if not higher than that. Uh, 106. 106. I'm chucking the auto captain right on him. Just leave it on him. Just don't worry about it. Yes, someone yeah. might come out and spank a 120, yeah. but you can't guarantee that. that that's 106 may drop down after this game because I don't think it's actually true. Yeah, yet. true. It wouldn't have corrected for that. So, we're, but we're still looking at an average over 100, which I'm still taking. I'd say so. Yeah, I'm definitely um, taking that. Yeah, come round 15, he's got. Um, Collingwood, I'm expecting a big bounce back mm-hmm. game. Yep. Uh, is there anyone else you want to talk about from the Brisbane Lions point of view? Um, I do not believe so. No, I think Witherden's been... so. It's good to see Witherden back playing every single week and playing like the fantasy player we know he can be because mm. keeper league owners would have just been shocked that he did not play early this season. Like, yep. that was ridiculous. So it's, it's good to see him back in the lineup. Um... Okay, on yeah. to the Saints side of the ledger. Still, still gets it done. Oh, he's he's so good. He's such a good fantasy he's player amazing. to watch. Love the tackles. That's what I really like. Ten tackles in the match. He was fantastic. Uh, Rowan Marshall was very good in this game, but I'm expecting pretty much every Ruckman who comes up against Brisbane to dominate. So keep yeah. an eye on that in draft leagues for streaming options because... They, they, they have Oscar McInerney who really is that hybrid forward Ruckman. I don't think he's... I think he's a couple of years off being the absolute number one Ruckman and being able to compete with those massive Rucks. So the Ruckman that they're going to face in the run home is Grundy, Wits, um, is it Callum Sinclair? Still Uh, still the number one guy at Sydney. And then Pitney in round 18. (laughs) Hang on to Pitney until the grand final. No, No, please, please, absolutely don't do that. Um, yeah, so it's it's just going to be very interesting. So some of those guys, Grundy in particular, oh, that's that's interesting. Grundy's playing him this week. Would I consider not this week? He's got to buy this round. Oh, he's got to buy this round. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good because I was about to say, would I consider playing Grundy as captain over Neil's automatic one hundred? No, yeah, he's he's playing against Oscar McInerney though. No, I'm saying no it's because Grundy. because oh. it's. The, because he's got the bar, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, some of the other St Kilda players. Um, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of average scores from there on in. A lot of scores in the 60s, 50s, and 40s as well. There was a massive drop-off from some of the big guys. Yeah. Um, the disappointing one for me is probably like your Billings, who got a 58. Draft owners would be disappointed with that. Um, same with Nick Caulfield. We've sort of expected a little bit more, but he's showing those signs of development still. So keeper owners wouldn't be upset with that. Draft owners this year who might have picked him up off the waiver wire would be. Yeah. Um, and Seb Ross did play a, a role as well, I saw on um, uh, Lockie Neal when they were at stoppages. So uh, perhaps that's the thing. So Seb Ross did get off the chain a little bit every now and then. Um, yeah, 15 touches for only 46, though. Yeah, no, that's and that's just the way Seb Ross plays sometimes these days. But yeah, he, he was manning Lockie Neal at stoppages now that I remember back. Yeah, um, and I don't think there's anyone really to no. talk about there. So, yeah, like you said, a real drop off from the top couple guys. Yeah, and that, that's the disappointing thing when those the teams, you know, that there'll be one or two guys, yes, who have an amazing game, and then from a draft point of view, it's just horrible seeing a lot of scores in like yeah. the fifties and sixties. It's a bit strange because I think I don't have any stats to back this up, but I'm pretty sure that um, Brisbane games are usually pretty. F- um, free flowing and high scoring. They're a good fantasy team. It's just there. There was a a bit of. Uh, you know, just just like like two bulls butting heads. Basically, mm-hmm. it was it was a real you know trench warfare sort of game. It seemed like a lot of the time. Yeah. I guess that's how Saints probably thought they had to play to actually get the win. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's, that's make ex- it a grind. That's exactly it. Um, all right, so we'll go to the next game of the round, which was West Coast versus the Giants. The last game on Sunday, um, and this it was an interesting game to watch as well, actually, because it looked like West Coast would just walk home with this, but the Giants really took it up to them right up until probably the last six, seven minutes. Um, I mean, the interesting one for me is, and I know you're going to just. Uh, poo-poo this, but from a draft point of view, uh, Jeremy McGovern has been very, very solid this past for the, his past four scores. Since he came back from injury? No, no, no. So he's had two games since he came back from injury, and the two mm-hmm. games prior to that as well. So I've just he I've was got, out for a few weeks with the injury. He was, though, wasn't he, he was. All right, yeah. So disregard the ones before the injury; yeah, okay. they don't count. 
They right. don't. They don't. Well, he's only had two. I'm going to still bring those up because I still think it's important from the w- way that they're structured um, and the way that they're looking to get the ball to him. So, um, so since he's come back from injury, he's had 71 and 82 this week. And when he were the two games before the injury, he was he had a 64 and an 84. Yeah. So the 84 was against Adelaide, and the 64 was against Frio, and they were. Um, what are we talking here? Five rounds. Mm-hmm. Bef- yeah, there's a five-round difference. They're run on the way home, though. So Richmond's going to be a struggle, yes. And this is just from a draft point of view as well. Yeah. Um, but Essendon do mm-hmm. not have real tall forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western Bulldogs, again, just like yep. you said, it's going to be the same thing with Luke Ryan. St. Yep. Kilda, not much to speak of there with young Max King. And North Melbourne, who have absolutely nothing going for them in the forward yeah. line at the moment. Oh, no, don't get me wrong. I'm all for it. I think he's always a legitimate streaming option. He's a streaming option. That's it. But if he's unowned in your leagues, he's got a good run coming up. Yes, yeah. you're going to have to take the hit with Richmond. He's going to suffer this game. But he's honestly been quite solid. Yeah. So he's 77% owned in ultimate footy. So he's going to be available in a lot of leagues. Yeah, um, yeah I really like it. My, no, my only thing that I was not sold on is actually looking at his scores before he came yeah. before he got injured. I don't see those as being relevant at all. But I agree with your argument that he's a legitimate streaming option for the finals. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Nick Nat just dominated this game from the get go as well. It was insane watching that. Uh, Gaff again, he's he's getting back to a little bit of form, but it's just solid form. He's getting those sort of eighties. Mm. He's not getting back to the one twenties that we're almost we were expecting from the start of the year. Um, which is disappointing and from salary cap point of view if you've got him there's other guys that are scoring better than him yeah but um, you can't really it's not really the time to to ditch him either like to get those other high scoring guys because there's other things you have to fix up first so it's an interesting one with Andy Gaff um, yeah not not too much else to speak about we know that West Coast are a, probably a more draft relevant team guys like Tim Kelly who was disappointing again this week we mentioned he was had a score in the 30s last week and he's gone 55 again this week so not good yeah um, I, I don't really have much to add to this one at all I didn't see any of this game at all um, just honestly it just it wasn't particularly great from that point of view but the the other one just to uh quickly bring up from a defence point of view uh, like I mentioned with um, uh, Jeremy McGovern is Brad Shepard who again I mean he's having another uh, year that looks like an All-Australian year I mean who knows if he's going to get it actually this year once again but um, averaging 72.2 for the year prior to this round so he's going to get a little bump up with his 82 this week Um, but he's had scores uh, so he's had a Let's have a look here. His past three weeks since the bye have been 80, 80, 96, and a 60. Uh, Prior to that, he's had two scores in the 90s and a couple of scores in the 70s as well. Yeah. Um, He's been solid this year with with a good ceiling. And I think he's really sort of... um, Draft owners would be very happy with that. You would have got him as like probably your last defensive pickup in draft leagues, and that's just absolutely outstanding. Yeah, so he was pretty solid last year as well, and I think um, this year you've sort of seen him take a bit of a step up as Hearn's fallen away a little bit, Mm. Um, and Duggan's been the guy who sort of stepped up with him a bit this year, although granted Duggan had a bit of a down game this week. Yeah. On to the Giants, two of the main men. We always expect these guys to do pretty well. Josh Kelly, 97, Lockie Whitfield, 94, just always getting it done. the good thing about those guys, uh, particularly Lockie Whitfield, it doesn't really matter whether the team is doing very poorly or very well. He always seems to have those good scores. He's just there. Um, Jake Riccardi was the right. most... What happened here? Oh, he was amazing. He just got off the chain. So he was like, all of the attention was put onto Jeremy Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't care if Jake Riccardi got the ball. I think West Coast just came in with a mind frame of, okay... We'll let this kid get the ball. Not that he wasn't amazing. He was very good mm. on debut. But it was almost like, yeah, sure, get up the ground, kid. Take a few marks. That's fine. Okay. If he gets a, a snag or two in the forward line, that's fine. But that. Riccardi's not going to beat us off his own back. Jeremy Cameron could. True. But I tell you, good, really good oh, debut score. Everybody needs to bring him in this week. 16 touches, 10 marks, 2 goals, 1 for 87. 10 so, marks was fantastic. Yeah, so he was playing that lead-up role? He was playing the lead-up role. He was up on the wings if he needed to be. He, he did get in the forward line and take a couple of um, inside 50 Is marks. He a big guy or half forward? 
Oh no, he's a half forward flanker. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's he's more of a big guy. He's probably a darling sort of size, like okay, like one ninety two ish. And this is going off mm. of no stats whatsoever. But he's not he's not that big centre half forward or that yeah, you know okay. massive. So he's probably forward. Yeah, he, more of a flanker type, sort third tall. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. yeah right. um, he re- he replaced. Um, Oh, what's the other guy from uh, from GWS? Finlayson. 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 Yeah. So he re- he was the Finlayson replacement this week. Um, mm. after he was admitted, and I can't see him losing his spot for at least a couple of weeks. Cool. Yep, I like it. Um, so bring in the cash. He's the forward. He's the forward downgrade this week. Um, Zach Williams was very good as well. That was the one that interested me because a lot of people thought rather than Thurlow as the downgrade option um, last mm. week. Um, a lot of people bought in Zach Williams, who was also very cheap, and that was the one that really paid off. Yeah, and de- definitely the better long-term option as yeah. well. Yeah, so. it was probably the one that you, rather than a stepping stone, you're getting paying that extra. I think it was only about fifty k extra to mm. go up to him, and just going right. I think he could be my sixth defender heading into finals. Mm. Um, Taranto was the disappointing one, as well as Canelio. Both scored say. fifty-eight and fifty-two there. Jeez, that just yeah. I, See, the annoying thing about Cornelio is, unlike Lockie Whitfield that we mentioned just before, who always scores well, Coniglio has, you know, three or four of these games a year where he'll score in the 50s, which back at pre-corona sort of scores Mm -hmm. might be around about the high 60s, low 70s. Yeah, generally they're historically games where he gets stuck up forward for Mm -hmm. a fair portion of the game and just isn't really used a lot. Um, is that what happened here, or was he uh, just no, not it, getting the ball? It was a little bit of... Uh, so he was up forward every now and then, like like he does every single game. But um, at the clearances, um, there was a massive dominance by Nick Nat out of there. Yeah, and, right. I mean, Nick Nat had six or seven clearances in the first quarter by himself. Not hit-outs to advantage. Oh, wow. He had seven clearances by himself. Um, just yeah, kicking the ball Not a lot you can do about that, yeah, is Yeah, so... And, and, Cornelio does get a lot of those, you know, those tackles and yeah. and, and d- disposals around the clearance as well. So I don't think that was really conducive to him scoring well. But I need to see a bounce back from him next week. Otherwise, he's on the, you know, need to get need to trade list basically from a fantasy point of view. Absolutely, which is unfortunate. And that's really all I want to bring up from the uh, the GWS side of the ledger. Is there anyone else that caught your eye there? Uh, no, that's pretty much it for me as well. All right. So what I want to do is just take a quick look before we finish this week's podcast at the uh, the game that's going on now. So, can reveal it's, uh, you know, halfway through the third quarter. Pies are up 45 to 29, so it's good. I just saw Braden Maynard score. He's on 95. He's on 95 halfway through the third. But you know the even better thing? Um, a lot of people took a punt and bought in uh, the North Melbourne defender Lock, uh, Luke, Luke McDonald, McDonald this week. He's on 79. He has had an amazing second half of the season. I I actually said, look, I wouldn't, uh, to someone on Twitter, I wouldn't bring Luke McDonald in. I would rather do this, that, or the other. Hmm. I was completely wrong with that call. This, when did you he, make that call? Uh, I can't quite remember. I think it was a DM uh, with someone who had asked a question about... Um, uh, Thurlow. Um, whether so this to, week? Yeah, it was this week. Yeah. Um, whether to bring in Thurlow or whether to bring in um, uh, Luke McDonald. If he bought in Luke McDonald, he couldn't afford an upgrade elsewhere and he was doing sort of a, a small yeah, trade. Right. And I think we ended up sort of looking at uh, bringing in Brayshaw and McDonald at the very end. Um, I think that's what he ended up doing. And if you did, mate, um, bloody good job to you because that would have really paid off this week. Yeah. McDonald's so McDonald's race. last five weeks, 77, 118, 63, 123, 88. And this score, he's on what, 79, did you yeah. say? Yeah. 79, as we speak, uh, 81 now, which is just refreshed. So he's up above the uh, the old 100 score with a little bit to play in the third and a whole quarter to go. It's it's absolutely epic. What a beast. Absolutely great. And and that's not discounting, obviously, Maynard on 95. Jed Anderson, 86. <laughs> His midfield game has been so good. He's um, really flourished in um, Cunnington's yeah. absence. It looks like those who uh, put the, um, uh, the captaincy on Taylor Adams, who have him, are looking at a decent score as well, with him on 68, 20 disposals and a goal at the moment with a, with a lot of time left to play is amazing. Um, and look, just the regulars sort of up and about there as well. Pendle's on 59. Um, uh, Jai Simpkin on 52. He can yep. still get his way towards a decent score. Yep. But those are the ones that are really standing out for me in this game. And 
look, it's it's going to be very very interesting to see exactly what happens. Um, I'm yep. just having a scroll through. Where is I also like every, the fact every Collingwood oh. fans um, man crush for the next decade in um, Dacos is still just. Chugging along, 53 yeah. at the moment. That's what he does. But the, the scroll down that I've done just now, the two uh, Ruckman are obviously fighting a, a really close battle at the moment. Toddy Goldstein on 44, Brody Grundy on 34. So it's obviously a very hard game for Ruckman to score points this one. So mm. there's going to there's gonna be some collateral damage from fantasy coaches who are hoping for some big scores from their Ruckman. Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, so, and, and that's it for the game. So hopefully your players that are playing as we speak, or as we're recording, I should say, all end up having a good one by the end of the match. And that's where we'll leave up for this week's podcast. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. We love being here in the studio again and talking round-by-round round matches. It's going to be much the same next week. We'll get a full round to talk about next week because the round will end on a Sunday. However, after Perfect. that, we're heading into a, another festival of footy, which means we're probably going to be looking at some special topics as well. So keep an eye out on Twitter. Um, we might chuck up another poll as well to see what you, the listeners, want us to talk about when we don't have a full round of games to digest. So Perfect. until next week, we'll catch you then. You can always get us on Twitter at ExtendedBenchAU. If you've got any questions, any trades that you want us to have a look over, um, we're always happy to do that. So reach out to us there and we'll catch you next Monday. Catch you.